Welcome to the Lost Tapes of History podcast. You're about to eavesdrop on the first 10 minutes of a private conversation between a Tudor personality and, frankly, someone just trying to do their job. The date is January 1541. Anne has had her marriage to King Henry VIII annulled and she's got some plans to celebrate. Lady Anne? Ah! Come here, Lynn. I'm presuming that means come in. Yeah. You must be the brewer, yeah? Yes, that's right. You can call me Mr Bung. Mr Bung? The brewer? Yes, that's right. Mr Bung the brewer from the card game? Oh, happy families. Yes, I get that a lot. Ah, we call it um, Ablegspiel or Quartet. I see. How interesting. Is there a Mrs. Bung? Little Bungs. Can we leave it now? It wears a bit thin. Yeah, yeah, of course. Your cupbearer said you are seeking a licence. Yeah, to order 800 tonnes of beer for my household. I think you must have the numbers wrong. Yeah. A tonne is 252 gallons. So you want... Two hundred thousand gallons? Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Having a party, are we? For the entire population of London? I have just been declared a denizen of England. A what? A denizen. It means a foreigner that is allowed certain rights in their adopted country. Oh, well, congratulations. And now you're going to get sloshed, are you? I don't know this word. Sloshed. Hang on. Are you sure you want beer and not ale? Yeah, beer. I I like English ale, but uh, no. What's wrong with our ale? It's a staple drink here. Beer is a nasty foreign brew, <clears throat> some say. Uh, it is more common in Germany to add hops and make beer. My mate, it was the brewer at Hampton Court was instructed to put neither hops nor brimstone in the ale pipes so that it may be found good, wholesome and perfect stuff worth the king's money. So, Henry banned hops, did he? No. In fact, he hired a chap called John Pope, who was a beer brewer to supply the royal household with it. I get the feeling that uh, Henry does the opposite of whatever he's told. Henry granted special provision for 12 brewers from the Low Countries to come and work here in England. There was a limit on the number of foreign persons that were allowed to work here. Broke the law, didn't he? I am familiar with the laws regulating to be an ale. The London ale brewers persuaded the city authorities to pass a law which was based on a Reinheitsgebot. Did they? It said that ale was to be brewed in the good and wholesome manner of the old times. Yes, that sounds like them. And that no one should put an ale upon pain of grievous punishment, anything other than butter, malt and yeast. But uh, laws are overturned, are they not? If the payment is right. English soldiers have always been supplied with ale, but mark my words, in a few years they will be supplied with beer instead. It would be dangerous to give soldiers beer. Why? Because hops increase the alcoholic volume and causes drunkenness. Whereas ale is wholesome and refreshing. We can't have soldiers getting drunk while on duty. 
If I know soldiers, they'll get drunk and they are off duty too. There's a guild of beer brewers now. Perhaps I should join them if they're going to take over. Of course they are. Look at all the hop plants you now have in this country. It started about 20 years ago, mainly in Kent. It's also more economical, yeah? Economical? Yeah, the hops preserve the beer. Well, technically that's true. Unhopped ale spoils quickly and has to be brewed every few days, but beer keeps for longer. Yes, but... And because it keeps for longer, you can produce it on a much larger scale. But it means the decline of home brewing. Yeah. Ale is generally brewed by women as part of their usual household duties. They sell the excess on their own premises to make extra money. Ah, most beer brewers are men. They produce beer commercially so it can be bought directly by households or delivered to inns. You seem to know a lot about it. I am also seeking a license to export the beer. Export? Yeah, I want to use it as a source of income. Oh, I see. I am not allowed to leave England without license as a condition of my denizen status, so I need someone that can sell it abroad on my behalf. I think I need a drink. Would you like a Morgensupper? It's a bit early for soup, isn't it? Morgensupper. It's a morning soup, yeah. Literal translation, but it's a drink of either beer or wine, depending on your job, Ron. I'm guessing you're a beer kind of guy. You guessed right, considering that's my job. I'll get you some. Thank you. Everyone in Germany thinks that the English drink to excess too often. Are you saying they don't get bladded in Germany? Again, I don't know this word. Hammered. Spannered. Plastered. Ah! This is what I think you would call DIY, yeah? No. Well, yes. No. My brother Wilhelm told me about this love of DIY in England. He left quite a lot of more important things out. Did he? He arranged my marriage to Henry. He needed a powerful ally very badly. Oh, is it true that your marriage treaty was known as the beer pot documents? Yeah, because there is an image of a beer stein at the bottom and inside is a clover leaf and a crown. I bet you got tanked up before you met Henry. I got a tank. No, no, there were no tanks in Rochester. It was New Year's Day, though, so everyone had a hangover. Did that help? No. Henry couldn't wait till the official first meeting, so he dressed in disguise and came to see me without telling me. I was mortified. Bet he wishes he'd got leathered before that first time. Beer goggles make everyone better looking. We married days later on the 6th January. He may have still been drunk. Did you get trashed at the reception? No, it was very neat and tidy. Well, he can't have been drunk for six months. <sighs> if Henry had known that a war was coming, he would have never married me. What do you mean? With me as Queen Consort, it placed England at risk of being absorbed into a costly war with the Holy Roman Emperor. And it would have devastated England. Would it? As an island, trade would be thrown into chaos and the English Channel would become dangerous. It wasn't that safe to begin with. The point is, marriage to Anna von der Mark was now a liability. Who? Me. Anna von der Mark, Duchess of Cleves. Oh, yes, I see. Sorry I thought Cleves was your surname. 
I don't understand why Henry didn't just say it was political. Instead, they said he wasn't attracted to me and called me ugly. Well, that's nonsense. You're an attractive woman. Thank you. Have you got the... How do I say? The beer goggles on. No, I'm perfectly sober. Anyway, we didn't consummate the marriage, so we got an annulment instead of a divorce. That must have been easier. Unless painful. Well, I needed to consent to it all the same. But you must have looked at Henry's other wives and thought, well, I know how this could turn out. Both Catherine of Aragon and Anne Boleyn had hearings and both had been allowed to testify. Not that it made any difference. But I was not allowed to speak. None of my lawyers or advisers were present. Well, perhaps that was the secret of your success. In July, I sent a letter to Henry saying that I was aware of his doubts and expressed sorrow over the situation. Nicely handled. I said that I had a great love for him and I left the matter up to God as I accepted his earthly judgment. Diplomatic. I asked how I might be permitted to see him from time to time. And then you went out on the lash. They asked me to write to Wilhelm and tell him. I said Henry should do it. Did it work? No. But I bought myself some time. What happened then? I sent the king back his ring, saying it should be broken into pieces as it didn't have the same value anymore. I'm missing something. It was implying that the marriage was null and void and had no value either. I wasn't getting that. But if you say so... I declared my loyalty to Henry despite what my brother might do. Sensible. I was relieved, but Henry still monitored my communications. He thought I was giving out intelligence. Or giving out the secret to our award-winning ales. Carol had the task of reading and copying all my letters sent and received to anyone. That's pretty standard here. And I was supposed to send all my correspondence to Wilhelm via Henry, but I didn't. Ah. Oh. I tried to go through the Cleves ambassador, but Carol found out and got everything. Well, that was brave. Or stupid. I wasn't going to say that, but... I've been very lucky, really. Oh, have you? Well, I got to stay in England. I love the culture here. You and your sense of humour. Yes, we do have a good sense of humour. You need to have one, living here. I lived a much more sheltered life in Germany. Did you? I have a higher position here and I can come and go as I like. I think the people of England like me. Well, if we can take you down the pub and you can get bladdered like everyone else, you're all right by us. I'm wealthier here. Henry's paying for you, is he? Any money promised to Wilhelm or bought by me to England was kept by Henry to pay for my keep. Get any good houses? Uh, the manners of Bletchingley and uh, here, Richmond, of course. Richmond is rather lovely. Thank you. I mean... I meant the park, but yes, this is nice too. Oh, yes, well, I got the park too. And the deer. And the deer. Well, you won't go hungry then. Or thirsty with 200,000 gallons of beer. Henry is very generous. To you, maybe. He formally declared that I was his sister and had precedence over all ladies in England after the Queen and his children. Ah, yes, the new Queen. He didn't hang about, did he? I sent them both a New Year's token. The old friends again. Seriously? Yeah! I danced with Catherine and we all dined together. She gave me two small dogs. 
Is that a good sign? I think Henry gave them to her, but she couldn't deal with them. And it doesn't feel strange? Well, I had to speak to her whilst kneeling, which is a bit odd. Odd? Well, because she was once my lady-in-waiting and supposed to kneel for me, but there we go. The wheel of fortune turns. And you seem very happy here. I do my embroidery. Uh, I indulge in my pastimes. I dress splendidly. I can buy new clothes and not repair the old ones. It's spilling. You'll be starting up your own pub chain next. Well, there is a public house in Melton Mowbray named after me. The French ambassador said that far from pretending to be married, you are as joyous as ever. Did he? Which suggests either prudent dissimulation or stupid forgetfulness. Let's go with uh, prudent dissimulation, shall we? Fine by me. So, do I get my license or not? Yes, I don't see why not. I see you have some new flagons and glass pots ready. Oh, they are a New Year's Day gift from Henry. He knows I like a drink. Well, you like two peas in a pod, there. Excellent. Well, I'll invite Catherine Willoughby, Duchess of Suffolk, over to have a drink and celebrate. Oh, I didn't realise you were friends. Oh, yeah. She was one of the first people to welcome me to England. And got me mullered on my honeymoon. You want to test the quality of the beer, no doubt? Of course. I'll just get a glass. You won't need a glass. You'll need leather trousers. I'm sorry, I thought you just said leather trousers. It must have got lost in translation. I did say leather trousers. What? Do you want to borrow these? I did notice you were wearing leather trousers, but I thought it was some kind of uh, eccentric English fashion. Why do I need leather trousers? Because that's what an A.O. Connor uses to test the quality of beer. You've lost me. You pour the beer on a bench, you see, like this, and then you sit on the bench. Now what? If the trousers stick to the bench, the beer is off. Then? No, you're fine. The beer isn't off. Wunderbar. Yes. What's German for fluffy towel? time it's Sir Thomas Wyatt and the poet. Ooh, I love a haiku me. The Lost Text of History podcast is a Synth 79 production. If you've enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to get more episodes. To fact check what you've heard on this person, visit our website losttapesofhistory.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at Synth79P and use the hashtag Lost Tapes of History.